Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. Dennis Mukwege grew up in his homeland of DR Congo as the son of a Pentecostal pastor. As a young boy, Dennis used to follow his father to their local church to pray for the sick. From that early experience, a compassion was birthed inside Dennis's heart. He wanted to help the sick and the poor as his father had done. So, to pursue that goal, Dennis became a doctor who would bring healing to his people. In 1999, Dennis opened the Pansy Hospital in the heart of the Bukavu region. That area of DR Congo had seen the unbelievable horror of civil war and violence. During the war, tens of thousands of women were raped. Many were left brutally scarred and damaged. But with faith in God and compassion in his heart, Dennis Mukwege set out on a lifelong mission to bring healing and restoration to the women of the DRC. And Dennis's goal is being achieved. Since the Pansy Hospital was opened, over 82,000 women have received hope and healing. Most of them were victims of rape, and most came from the war zones. But not only is Dennis achieving his goal, he's also inspiring others and shining his light for Jesus around the world. In fact, in 2018, Dr. Dennis McQuaggy was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his selfless service to others and for his compassionate care for victims of rape and war. The amazing thing about Dr. Dennis McQuaggy is that he didn't set out with the goal of seeking his own glory or fame. He didn't set a goal to win the Nobel Prize. He set out with the goal of serving God and others, helping the forgotten, the abused, uh, the weak. He didn't use his education and talent to pursue his personal fortune. But God has rewarded Dennis McQuaggy with one of the world's greatest honors. And what he has accomplished has gone beyond his own ability and is truly a work of God. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the shining example of Dr. Dennis McQuaggy from DRC. You see, no matter who you are or where you come from, you can make an impact in this life when you aim for the right goals. You may never win the Nobel Peace Prize, but you can accomplish goals that touch life on earth and make an impact for eternity. That's the message in our sermon today. By God's grace, we're going to discover how to reset your goals so that you can achieve a greater destiny in the new year. But before we learn more, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we come to you in humility today, recognizing that without you we can do nothing, but that through Christ we can do all things. So come and stir in our hearts today. Teach us your word. Speak to us the revelation that we need today to reset our goals as we enter the new year. We bind every spirit that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. As we submit to you, Lord Jesus, we resist the devil and we loose the spirit of the living God in the name of Jesus. Come and give us light and life and love that we might reset our goals and accomplish our destiny in you. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I invite you to take a moment right now. Join your faith with mine. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Truth for Today. It's great to have you with me as we continue our sermon series, 40 Days, 
to reset your life. As we count down to the new year, we're on a 40-day journey to reset our lives so we can release the supernatural. We began this journey last week with the message, Reset Your Faith. In that sermon, the Apostle Peter taught us how to reset our faith through his experience walking on water. We discovered that if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. See, storms will come in your life, but the storms don't come to sink you. They come to strengthen you. For tested faith is trusted faith. And when you commit your ways to Jesus, you will become courageous because of his authority. So to reset your faith, you begin by doing what you can with what you have where you are and trusting God to do what you cannot do yourself. And that brings us to today's reset. But you see, once you reset your faith, the next step is to reset your goals. And once again today, the Apostle Peter is going to be our guide. Our scripture text is taken from the story in Acts 3 and 4. Before I read the word of God to you, let me give you some background information. In Acts 3, the Bible tells us that Peter and John were in the temple to pray. And on their way to prayer, they met a man who'd been crippled from birth. Peter was moved in faith to heal this man, and Jesus miraculously healed him. He was crippled all his life, but when the power of God touched him, he went into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Well, this caused a lot of opposition from the religious leaders. So let's pick up the story and see what happens in Acts 4. Now, receive the word of the Lord. Peter and John were confronted by the priests and the captain of the temple guard. They arrested them and put them in jail. The next day, they brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council finally let them go because they did not know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who'd been lame for more than 40 years. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Consider what the Bible is telling us happened in this story. Peter and John have performed a miracle by the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, God uses them to heal a man who was crippled right from his mother's womb for 40 years. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Glory to God. Peter is walking in faith and God is working mightily through him. And suddenly, opposition arises. You would think people would be happy that a man got healed. But instead of being happy, they're angry. You'd think everyone would be thankful to God and to Peter and John. But instead, they arrest Peter and John and put them in prison. And here's what we need to understand today. When you're living the life of faith, 
the people without faith get upset. When you're on a mission for Jesus, the agents of Satan will always get offended. And that's what happened to Peter. He was walking by faith. He was accomplishing God's goals. And the devil and his cloud didn't like it. But Peter overcomes the opposition, and you can too. You can accomplish God's goals for your life, no matter the opposition, when you reset your goals and follow God's plan. So let's look at exactly what Peter did to get his way through. Let's discover the three steps to reset your goals. And here's your first step today. Aim for goals that are bigger than you. That's what Peter did. Listen to what he says in verses 10 and 12. He was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So the first thing we see in Peter is that he's not aiming for his own greatness or glory. There's no doubt he gives all the praise and glory to God. He points to Jesus. He proclaims Jesus and Jesus alone is worthy to be praised. Sadly, this is not always a common response in the church. A lot of people want to take credit for their accomplishments. A lot of so-called men of God act as if the miraculous in their ministry is due to their own greatness or goodness. But Peter sets us on course for accomplishing God's goals with the most important foundation. In order to accomplish God's goals for your life, you have to aim for something bigger than yourself. You have to make your life about the glory of God, not the advancement of yourself. For the truth is, life is not all about you. Peter was not interested in pleasing men and being popular. He didn't seek a position that would elevate his reputation. He only sought to magnify Jesus and lift up others. That's the truth Peter learned directly from Jesus himself. In Matthew 16, 24 and 25, Jesus taught Peter and the other disciples that our goals must be aimed at something bigger than our own lives. Listen, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. So here's the first truth you need to put on your keychain and carry along with you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. It's vital that we understand this truth as we prepare to enter a new year. The fact is, millions of people make New Year's resolutions every December 31st aiming at success, financial success, relationship success, career success. And there's nothing wrong with those goals. There's nothing wrong with success. In fact, I want you to be successful. God wants you to be successful. Don't get me wrong, friends. I'm praying for your success. I pray you get a better job. I pray you get a better promotion. I pray you build your business and you succeed in all you set your hands to do. But if that's all you're aiming for, then you're aiming too low. See, here's the problem with our view of success in the world today. All the things we count as success are temporary. Success fades away but significance endures. No matter how great your success, it will fade away. Today's success will become tomorrow's footnote in history. 
Your achievements will be outdone. Your success will be overtaken by others. And in the end, if all you've achieved is success, you have nothing but a temporary recognition that fades in the light of eternity. That's the truth the writer of Ecclesiastes brings out. Listen to his question for all of us in Ecclesiastes 3.9. What do people really get for all their hard work? He asks. Then in the rest of his book, he answers that question. In Ecclesiastes 1.11, he says, Achievements are forgotten for we don't remember what happened in the past and in future generations. No one will remember what we are doing now. In chapter 2, verse 1, he says, Pleasure is meaningless. In chapter 2, verse 11, he says, Accomplishments fade. As I looked at everything I'd worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. In chapter 2.18, he says, money goes to others. I must leave to others everything I've earned, he says. And in chapter 4, verses 13 to 16, he tells us that even political power is lost. And if we stop to think about these truths, we all have to admit that what the Bible says is true. To live a life that counts, we need to redefine success. And to do that, you need to embrace this truth. Success does not come when your goals focus on self. Success comes when your goals focus on significance. When you aim for something bigger than yourself, you launch into a new realm of significance. Your life achieves more when your goals are bigger than yourself. That's the lesson we can learn from a man in Texas, USA, named Richard Miles. On May 15, 1994, Richard Miles was convicted of a crime he did not commit. He was only 20 years old when he was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 60 years in prison. But God had mercy on Richard Miles. And after 15 long years in prison, he was finally set free. New evidence came to light that proved he was not guilty of murder. And in 2009, Richard Miles left prison a free man. You might think that Richard Miles would get out of prison and rush to make up for lost time. You might suspect he would pursue all the pleasure he could. You might think he would go out and get as much money as possible. But Richard is a man of faith, and being in prison had taught him what truly matters in life. Life is not about chasing success or pleasure or money. It's about making an impact on earth. So Richard Miles set out to help other prisoners get on their feet and make it in life when they got out of prison. He launched a foundation called Miles for Freedom and opened a home where men could go when they were released from prison. He provides job training and helps ex-prisoners get on their feet and become successful. And in that endeavor, he has been blessed personally He's found peace and purpose and significance in helping others. And last year, the news giant CNN named Richard Miles as one of their top heroes of 2019. See, for those who follow God, the promise is available not just for success, but also for lasting significance. Those who aim for something bigger than success have the promise of leaving a lasting legacy. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 12, 7, good people are remembered long after they are gone. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. To reset your goals, you need to aim for something bigger than yourself. You need to aim for significance. 
That's what Peter did. Peter aimed for significance. He didn't try to use the miracle of healing to build his name or reputation or his own ministry. He didn't seek to gather a following for himself or build his personal wealth. He sought to lift up the only name that matters, the name of Jesus. He exalted the eternal God, and by doing that, he gained eternal significance. It's true for Peter. It's true for Richard Miles, and it's true for all of us. You see, God has called each and every one of us to be significant. You are significant because God has chosen you. He's chosen every one of us listening and watching. He's chosen us to be his light in the world. That's what he said in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone everywhere will praise your heavenly Father. God calls you the light of the world, and he tells us why he's called you the light of the world. He did it so that he could display you and show you off to the world as a trophy of his grace. You are God's display. You are God's trophy. You are God's prized possession, which he sets up in the most prominent place and boasts about. You know, when you want to display something you're proud of, you put it in a prominent place and make sure everybody sees it. If you have a child who graduated from Harvard University, you would put his or her photo in a prominent place on the wall for every visitor to see. If you won a trophy, you would put it in a glass case where everyone could admire it. Even small things like your new dress, you take a selfie and post it on Instagram. You display what you're proud of. And Matthew 5 says, God displays you. He's proud of you. Like a city on a hilltop, God displays you for everyone to see. God displays you and puts you in the highest position so that everyone will see you and give God glory. That's significant. You're created to be significant, not for your glory, but for God's glory. You're given a great calling not for your honor, but God's honor. So reset your goals, for you're not called to be the light of the world for your own benefit and success. You're called to be the light of the world for the benefit of God and others. You are called to be supernatural in nature so that you can be supernatural in significance. And that brings us to our second truth today. Aim for goals that are beyond your ability. That's why Peter and the first church prayed like this in Acts 4, 24 and 30. Oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When Peter aimed at something bigger than his personal success, then he realized he needed the supernatural power of God in his life. When he aimed bigger he had to go beyond his ability. Peter didn't attempt to accomplish his goals through his eloquence or talent or personality. He called on the sovereign God, creator of all things, the one and only true God, to come and release his divine power. And that's what God is calling all of us to do 
in the coming year. He wants us to go far beyond our ability and tap into the supernatural power of the Almighty. For if you can accomplish your goals in your own strength and abilities, then your goals are too small. Peter was an ordinary man who tapped into an extraordinary God. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Significance doesn't come by separating everyday life from the supernatural. Significance comes by soaking everyday life in the supernatural. You will achieve significance in life when you soak every day of your life in God's supernatural power and presence. You will accomplish great goals when you go beyond your talent and abilities and connect to God himself. That's what happened to Peter and the first church. They aimed at lifting up Jesus, not themselves. They soaked everyday life in the supernatural power of God. And as a result, God kept filling them with his Holy Spirit. Listen to how the Bible shows us that Peter and the disciples were filled over and over again with the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2.4, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 4.8, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 4.31, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The fact is, being filled with the Holy Spirit should be a regular, daily experience for every believer. Every day should be full of His presence. In fact, that's what the Bible commands in Galatians 5, 16 and 25. So I tell you, live the way the Holy Spirit leads you. We get our new life from the Holy Spirit, so we should follow the Holy Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Follow the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit to accomplish significant goals for your life. You have to walk every day in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. This is not just for pastors or prophets. This is not just a call to a select few. This is a command and call for every child of God. Every Christian is called to listen to the Spirit, yield to Him, and act. It's the only way we can live beyond our abilities. It's the only way we can accomplish goals that are bigger than our lives. But the fact is, fruitfulness is your destiny. God created you to be fruitful. It is his goal and destiny for every one of his children to be fruitful. That's why he put Adam and Eve in the garden. A garden is a place of fruitfulness. God's intention and plan for men right from the beginning was that he should be fruitful. His first command in Genesis 1.28 was then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. God's blessing comes for you to be fruitful. We often think of that in terms of producing children, but it's much more than that. He wants us to be fruitful in every area of our lives. That's why he said, govern the earth, reign over the earth. God wasn't only speaking about reproducing offspring. He was talking about being fruitful in every area. Take the earth, increase your authority. Take the territory I give to you and increase your impact. Take the life I give you and multiply your understanding and wisdom and use it for good. For the goal of being fruitful continues today as God's destiny for every one of us as followers of Jesus. That's why he says in John 15, 5 and 8, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. 
God expects all of us to bear much fruit, and he's working with you today to make you fruitful in the new year. You've got only one life to live. You have to make it count. Don't separate everyday life from the supernatural. Soak every hour, every minute, every day in the supernatural, and you will be significant. And that brings us to our third truth today. Aim for goals that break through to a new dimension. Listen to how Peter's story in Acts 4 ends. In verse 31, the Bible says, After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. When you aim for goals that are bigger than you, and you go beyond your ability into the realm of the supernatural, then God's favor takes you further. You move into a new dimension. You move into the realm of God's favor. That's what the Bible teaches us in Psalm 37, 5 and 6. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. When you follow the steps to accomplish God's goals, then God begins to pour out his favor and God's favor takes you further. That's the truth we learned from the true story of a woman named Camilla Rice from Detroit, USA. Some years ago, Camilla needed a solution for her little son, Miles. Her boy suffered from terrible skin rashes that made him miserable. The soaps and lotions she tried all made his skin worse. Camilla had to do something to help her son. So she decided to step out in faith and make her own soap and lotion. She studied various ingredients and home remedies, and she came up with soaps and lotions that healed Miles instead of hurting him. But Camilla didn't stop there. She realized that if her soaps and lotions were helping her son, then they could help other people too. So Camilla set up a business called Green Olive Soaps. Her goal was to make quality soaps and lotions that would help everyone, even people with the most delicate skin. Today, just a few years after starting, Green Olive Soaps is helping thousands of people with their skincare needs. But not only is Camilla's company blessing others, it's also bringing in a sizable income. Listen to Camilla's testimony. I thank God for the thorns in my life just as much as the successes. The thorns drew me closer to him, and I've learned to give control to him. I'm still praying to God for protection, strength, and provisions. Camilla has entered a new dimension by going bigger, by helping others. She's entered a new dimension by going beyond her own ability, by stepping out in faith and doing what she had never done before. When she leaned in closer to Jesus and gave control to him, she was accelerated into a new dimension beyond her expectation. Today, God's favor is taking her further. She was featured on a local TV news broadcast. Then, her story was picked up by one of America's largest newspapers, USA Today. She received so many orders for her product that some of her products are on back order. Her business is booming. She's found success by seeking significance and submitting to God's power. And in the same way, God wants to break through in your life to take you to a new dimension. That's what Peter and the first church experienced. God took Peter 
and the New Testament church into a new dimension that shook their generation. Acts 17, 6 says, these men who've turned the world upside down have come here also. Peter and the first church aimed for greater goals and they accomplished them. They shook their generation and they're even shaking ours. For you see, all of us watching and listening today are products of the amazing breakthrough of Peter and the New Testament church. We're here today because they accomplished God's significant goals. And all over the world, millions worship Jesus today as a direct result of Peter and the first church. That number continues to grow as you and I join our faith with the faith of Peter and the first church. God continues to give his people breakthroughs. As we accomplish his goals, we continue to make an impact for eternity. And one day, we will all gather in heaven and look around and see the significant accomplishments of reaching our goals. That's why Revelation 7, 9 to 10 tells us, after this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. You and I will be there. Dennis Mukwege will be there. And Richard Miles and Kamala Rice, all the people they touched and all the people we touch will be there. And we will rejoice in the presence of the Lord. We will rejoice that God blessed us with lives that were bigger than our own personal temporary success. We will rejoice that God took us beyond our own abilities into the supernatural. And we will rejoice that God gave us breakthroughs into a new dimension of significance. We are part of the greatest and most significant movement in the history of the world. We're part of something far bigger than our individual lives and success. We're part of the kingdom of God. We're part of the eternal family of God. And we've been chosen by God to accomplish His goals in 2022. So reset your goals. It begins by going bigger. Life is not just about you. It's about Jesus. It's not about success. It's about significance. And in order to go bigger, you have to go beyond your ability. You have to live every day in the power of the Holy Spirit. For when you walk in the supernatural, God breaks through and takes you to a new dimension. That's how you can reset your goals and release the supernatural in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone watching and listening. You have destined every one of your children to be significant. You have said you are the light of the world. You want to set us up on a hill to shine for your glory. Help us to reset our goals. Take our minds off of what I can do, what I will achieve, what I will get this year, and help us to go to reset our goals to something bigger than ourselves. Help us, Lord, to go beyond our limited human ability and tap into the supernatural. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. I release the power of the Holy Spirit upon your people right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the Spirit of the living God to fill us 
break us through to a new dimension of significance as we enter this new year. Prepare us, reset our lives, reset our goals, that we will impact this earth and eternity for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The hope of God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Lagon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here